England MMA, The Room Podcast. A couple of technical difficulties before I came on. Uh, I couldn't get my uh, stream to work, but it seems to be working right now. Let me see if I have sound. And uh, my my OPS is uh, screwed up. So right now my uh, stream is skipping and there's really nothing I can do about that. So uh, the sound is great and everything. Uh, but my stream is skipping, which sucks, and I'm not happy about it. But uh, this podcast is recorded. It is recorded, and it will be released tomorrow um, on YouTube. And uh, it will be very nice and clear, and it won't be skipping like it is right now, which I'm not happy about. Something happened with my OBS earlier before I went live, and uh, right now it is skipping. I am not happy about it. So, um, it's all about the content, people. So, with that said, tonight I have Blaine shut on CES 125 flyweight title holder. Hasn't fought in over a year. Um, not that he's not looking for a fight, but he is looking for a fight. It just hasn't uh, happened yet for him. So uh, we're going to talk to Blaine, see what's up during the COVID era. I know he's doing a lot of stuff with uh, his wrestling, uh, his wrestling and crew there. I'm really mad about this OBS thing tonight. I have Mike Polvere on tonight. Maybe he can uh, figure it out with me tonight. But like I said, we are going live. And uh, if these these people keep trying to call me, uh, what I did tonight is... Uh, I created a room chat in my messenger by mistake, and that was my technical difficulties to start the show. And um, everybody's calling me that I'm on messenger with. So we're going to get 150 calls tonight from messenger people because I put them all in a group chat. And uh, hopefully it doesn't screw everything up. But like I said, the, the feed is dragging. I'm not liking it. But it's going to be very nice and clear when I do release it on uh, on uh, the podcast site and when I do on uh, YouTube and on Instagram and all that other stuff. So uh, one thing I want to say before we get Blaine on is we got a couple of things coming on. Uh, Friday night, we have Anthony Vastus from Connor Berry's gym there. Uh, he's flying or he already flew to Florida. He's in Florida right now. Excuse me, burping all over the place. And he is fighting for Vigilant MMA. I think it's an all. Um, I think it's an all amateur, amateur uh, promotion. But they are in Tampa, Florida, and that is where Anthony is right now with um, Connor Berry and uh, Pat Jones. I think will be going there also. And um, Anthony is one and zero in MMA. He has fought for Cage Titans twice, one time in Muay Thai and one time in MMA. So wish him luck tomorrow. And uh, one last thing before I give Blaine a call is Richie Santiago and Dabio Charant will be fighting next week. Um, yeah, no one wants to see my mug anyway, Lars. So next week, uh, Richie Santiago will be fighting Friday night for Titan FC and... Um, Fabio Charant will be fighting for the light heavyweight title at LFA on Friday night also. These are both fight pass fight pass shows, and they're both on Friday night. Good thing about it is uh, Richie's fighting at a different time than Fabio. I would imagine Fabio is um, 
I would imagine he's headlining this card. Uh, so I'm going to talk to him hopefully um, this weekend or m Monday uh, before he gets uh, set to leave and head down there. So these two gentlemen will be fighting next Friday night on Fight Pass for do two different promotions. Uh, Richie's first fight since uh, he came back over a year ago, probably about, um, God, 12, exactly 12 months and a week ago. That's when he fought or so. So uh, he's ready. He's fighting Montez, who is a 4-0. Um, young kid who hasn't fought in a couple of years. Fights fell through. And uh, now he's taking on Richie. So uh, with that said, I'm going to tell uh, Blaine so that I'm going to call him right now. Where are you? Ready? Where are you? Hopefully the the um, the, uh, the 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 video works, but it doesn't matter anyway because he's gonna skip. Uh, you know what I mean? So there's nothing I can uh, there's nothing I can do here. So I just asked him if if he's ready. I hope uh, I sent it to the right uh thing here. Oh yeah, all right, he's answering right now. So uh, let's see what he let's. Oh yeah, he's ready. All right, let's so go. I hate that my uh, stream is doing this, but there's nothing I can do. All right. Blaine, shut. Please answer. What's up, champ? Yo. Uh, wait a second. I got to get you on camera right here. Blaine, how are you doing, brother? It could be better. What do you mean you could be better? Hold on. I got to get your face in here. Even though, you know what? Uh, my video is lagging for some reason. The sound sounds great. Uh, the video itself is lagging. But once it's on YouTube, it will look incredible. So uh, let me get Blaine. Oh, that's your profile picture there. Uh, so let me get Blaine over here. There he is. Blaine, you're live. He looks awesome. Let me get his text up there. Uh, and we're ready to go. All right, Blaine, you're ready. We've got your... Instagram handle and everything, man. Uh, welcome to the show again, my friend, dude. Um, how you doing? I'm doing great. Doing great. Glad to be back on the show. Love talking. Um, what's going on with you, man? I mean, uh, we haven't talked. We did uh, talk through the, you know, the shutdown. Haha. <laughs> no pun intended. But uh, we did. We did talk through that, and uh, you know, you're doing a lot of wrestling stuff. That seems to still be, uh, you know, your main focus focus at right now because it's it's what's going on, right? I mean, yeah, realistically, I mean, it's like the only thing I have like some type of control over or on, and uh, um, I'm able to actually make things happen um, compared to the whole fighting situation where like I have absolutely no say or control over getting an opportunity or even getting a fight in general at the moment. Um, so yeah, so the wrestling is going great. I mean, it, I mean, it's given me some type of relief. I love coaching; it's what I love to do. I wouldn't mind competing on my own, and the itch is starting to really frustrate the living hell out of me. But you know, like just trying to stay patient. Something's got to happen. Uh, it's been a year. You had a post on Facebook. It's been a year since uh, you had your last fight, and you captured uh, the first ever CES flyweight title, man. Uh, you know how you how you staying busy with the MMA. Uh, end of things uh you know how how is your gym as far as or your camp as far as uh covid is it is it uh you know an everyday thing that is happening or are you guys shut down here and there also um so i'm kind of at least being home i'm what you would probably call a gym hopper 
so I don't necessarily have a home base here in Pennsylvania. Um, but like, I mean, if there's a sole place that I train at the most, it would obviously be my boxing gym, Manny Rose uh, Boxing, and uh, where I get my majority of MMA being home is at uh, Moser's Mat Club. Um, it, it It's rough because the consistency of the gym opening, closing, and hiding what's going on or even like the capability of like traveling to even get to the gyms is just tough in itself you know because i mean i'm not only worrying about my own schedule i'm also worrying about my daughter's mother's schedule and taking care of our daughter with our work schedules on top of my training and flight schedule so it, it, it's hectic i'm doing the best i can um i haven't really been able to be as consistent as i've been or would like to be um, I'm definitely every day I'm getting closer and closer to getting back to the swing of things, but it, it, there, I mean, there's still stupid setbacks. So like every day is a different scenario or situation to try to weave my way through. I mean, it's like a never ending freaking game to try to figure it out. Well, Blaine, if, I mean, it's been a year, if, if somebody was to call or if you had an offer or if there was something on the table, how long would it take you to, you know, kind of, get into the groove of things and be ready to, uh, to, to get in that cage again. If something came calling. Um, I mean, I, I did, I did get offered a fight to actually fight on the card that Richie's fighting on next week. Oh, I cool. actually got, I actually got offered to fight for the 135 pound title on that card, but I'm a 125 pounder and being inconsistent in and out of training, yeah. I wasn't necessarily comfortable as much as I wanted to, it, didn't, it really wasn't a, probably the best idea for me to jump in there against a guy that trains at one of the top gyms who's been consistently training and just came off a win of off contender series. So it, it just seemed like a setup fight, if anything. And I'm better than anybody, but there, there's levels to this game. And I'm, I'm not keen on giving anybody an upper hand at any point in time. So skill level wise and everything, I may be better than him. But uh, cardio is overrated until you need it. Are you seeing a lot of that? Are you seeing lot, like that in kind of the camps that fighters are taking fights that they they not necessarily should have or would have if uh, you know it wasn't so urgent to get in the cage? You think fighters are jumping in there uh, prematurely sometimes, or you know, I mean, or is it equal out because it, all the other fighters are kind of you know don't have. The, you know, a hundred percent to put into it with the, the COVID and everything. Uh, I mean, well, I also feel like the, like the big concept of that is there's two different types of fighters, you know, there's career fighters and then there's uh, glory fighters, you know, that they, they just fight for the money and whatever. Then you have a career fighter where like, look, I need to get to the next show. I need to take those steps and everything and not necessarily padding your record by any means, but yeah. not taking anything stupid to hurt yourself. I mean, I was in a prime spot coming off my win, um, winning that title and instantly was going to turn it around to try to defend it. And then just, I mean, it just, everything just blew up in my face, you know? And then in between the times, I mean, there were separations between Bellator hitting me up, fell through UFT hitting me up, fell through. I mean, like my main camp is out in fucking California. I'm in Pennsylvania. So without any type of like notice, I'm really not getting the top tier training that I need to be getting because I can't necessarily have a camp. So literally, if that fight would have came for Titan, but it would have been at 25, I'd have took it in a heartbeat. I would have took it in a heartbeat because I'm walking around freaking 
35. Yeah. So 25 ain't an issue to me. I can get to 25 in seven, five days. That's not an issue. But at 35, now now we're going to talk. I'll fight anybody at 35, but I want paid, and it has to be beneficial. I'm not going to fight at 35 because I'm bored. Exactly. And, you know, you're, you're a professional and you're in it for the long haul. And like you said, you're, you're in it to get to that next level and, you know, be a champion in that next stage. So you're going to, you're going to kind of tiptoe and, and take fights that are, that, that are smart for you. And, and like you said, not necessarily, um, a padded fight, but I mean, at this point you have to take the smart fight. You know what I mean? Cause you're, you're, you're on the edge here. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I mean like again, like I don't care if it's Henry Cejudo or um, whoever the hell, as long as it's actually at my effing weight. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Henry, how, how, you know I've been putting a lot of memes up about that dude. How do you feel about Henry and uh, all his uh, banter and and stuff on uh, on the internet? Do you like it? I mean, he's in your no. weight class, uh, like so. So how do you think of Henry and how he carries himself on on? Uh, I'm gonna kill these people. I gotta, uh, I get that. Uh, Mike Paul Vare, I said nine ten. He's calling in now. Um, so let go ahead, talk. I'm gonna message Mike while uh, you're talking uh, about that. I, I personally, I mean, I mean, Henry's trying to just change the game, you know, and make money in his own way. I don't think personally he's actually like that. I never actually got to meet Henry in person, but obviously, for me being around DC and all them guys out of EK who actually know Henry, he doesn't act like that in real person. I mean, he is a he's an outstanding. Um, funny guy but he's not the cringy person that he is you know and yeah i've heard i've heard the same shit about mcgregor you know what i mean like i've actually seen clips of mcgregor and shit like that behind the scenes shaking hands with people saying look it's just all business you know and i mean realistically it's i mean what it is we are entertainers we are here to put on a show with you i mean it is just kind of sad that you have to put like a wwe spin on it to like get the glory and fame i mean i'm, I'm i like being a modern day gladiator like, I'll run my mouth if you want to talk shit and stuff like that, but that's when shit just gets personal and real. I'm not going to be a fake person to try to get likes on a fucking picture. There you go, brother. Well, let's talk a little bit about the wrestling, uh, get back to that, because um, you had some stuff going on. I got some, I'm going to show some of your Facebook, um, some of your Facebook uh, page of some of the wrestling going on, but uh, you would, you guys were just recently at a tournament, or maybe a couple of weeks ago. And a lot went on there. Um, you want to talk about it and uh, how you guys did there? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, we, we, we from what 2020 was able to bring to us, uh, we actually had like a really big season that we were able to cap off. Um, we ended up doing six different tournaments, uh, big national event tournaments, and uh, we ended up finishing 2020 undefeated. So, I mean, it was, it was a super huge uh, thing to us because, like, we've never necessarily done it before. Now, losses don't come often with Team Shut Wrestling whatsoever. But usually, like, I think within the last three years, we've lost once at least each year in a dual meet. And uh, this year, we, we, we were able to finally get it all done, especially in such a crisis and critical time, um, and, and win all these big tournaments. Um, now, there are a couple of uh, situations that had happened that were uh, unfortunate and dire is uh, the loss of uh, one of our wrestlers, uh, Kai Burkett, who uh, ended up passing away in a car accident um, back when we did a uh, the Battle at the Bird Duels um, a couple months back. So we actually dedicated that tournament and actually named the teams that we put into that tournament after him. Uh, rest in peace, Kai. He's a shut OG. His family's been with me from the start. Um, and then uh, not, at, 
not too long ago, um, the last the first tournament we did in 2021 uh, was down in Myrtle Beach, um, and uh, it was the Tyrant Duels. And one of my wrestlers from California, uh, was number two in the country, um, set the rest for us as all weighed in, ready to go, uh, gets a very unfortunate phone call of his dad passing away. And uh, so we ended up getting him back up on a flight and sent him home that night to get back to his family and to be able to mourn and stuff. And as a team, you know, the wrestling community being as big as it is, uh, the next day in the morning when the tournament started, there was a big announcement giving up uh, the, the wrestling community's prayers and everything to uh, him and his loss for his family. And then obviously um, come down to the matches when in his weight class that he would have been at for us. Um, I took both the teams that I had there and we all just came to the center and gave a little uh, moment of silence for the passing of his dad and everything like that. Um, and uh, one more unfortunate incident is uh, one of my OG wrestlers that actually started the whole team shut situation with me back in like 2014, 15 was in a really bad accident, uh, Matt Schmall. And uh, he's actually in the ICU and has been there for months in and out of a coma, um, paralyzed and, battling the COVID situations and other stuff of being in such a tragic accident with a brain, uh, hemp, all that other stuff. I don't know the exact details, yeah. but you know, he's not doing that great. So we're all sending our prayers to him and, you know, it's just been a super unfortunate, uh, situation with so many other dire situations, but we were still able to, uh, get the job done win these things and, uh, give our prayers and everything to the families of all the unfortunate situations that happen. Yeah. You know, Cause that, that's like one of the biggest things, that I think that uh, Team Shut and myself um, bring to uh, the wrestling community is um, we're not a club, you know, like I don't have a specific spot where I train each and every, all of these kids. Uh, we're an all-star team. Now I do pretty much RTC it where it's like a regional training center where like these top kids and the majority of them will actually start to come fly in, stay with me and train with me. But uh, what makes us different from not actually being that club is that we are such a family unit, you know, like we do form such a huge bond and the closeness with all these wrestlers that wrestle for us to the fact that like, it's not your typical, like, Oh, I'm going to come wrestle for this all-star team. And that's that, Yeah. you know, I follow these guys through the rest of their lives, you know, for the rest of their careers and I bring them back and they come coach and it evolves. And I stay in touch with all of them. Like I said, with Matt, you know, like he, he, he was one of my OGs and, uh, he was set to come back and help coach with us too, you know, and it's an unfortunate situation that I really hope he ends up pulling through from. But, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, team chess is just a big difference thing. And yeah. it's, it's also what I bring into like with my fight career and stuff like that, you know, like, uh, my training partners and stuff like that, like, they're not just tools to me, you know, they're like, they're, they're, they're my, they're my family and who I like to be around and everything. So, you know, that's, that's the aspect of that. Definitely. And you guys will go to war together. And I mean, you guys, I mean, wrestling's no joke, man. In the gym, people don't, you know, realize what goes on there and the sacrifices you make through your whole career, uh, through, you know, all of high school, college and that to get to that next level. Uh, dude, as far as, you know, the wrestling community and all these tra tra tragedies that happen, I mean, you have, a, like you said, like a family unit and the wrestling community is huge and they back you. And great that you have this team that you can, uh, you know, carry carry these names along every tournament and, uh, you know, make them so they're not going to be forgotten in this. So it's great what you're doing there. You're bringing up kids uh, to be, you know, 
role models for other kids, just like you're doing to them, man. So any of these kids um, p- potential to uh, take on Henry down the line in the UFC? <laughs> you know, a, a lot of them, listen, and a lot of them actually talk to me about it. They're like, coach, you know, I want to get into fighting. I want to get in fighting. And, I, you know, I stress to them. I'm like, look, fighting's going to be there. It's never going to leave. It's always going to be a, an opportunity for you to get into and have some fun with at some point. But, you know, right now, I mean, the main thing that they need to be focused on is treating what they've learned and their skill set from wrestling for an education. An education needs to come first, whether if it's a JUCO, Tech, or fucking D1 through D3. Um, and education, I think, is super important to all my wrestlers before they ever decide to just take the long, hard, grueling journey of who you know in the fight career these days. Exactly, exactly. I have a lot of fighters, you know, uh, right now it's like... It, it it's definitely who you know in the fight career with it being so skim and so little cards, man. I mean, it, you know, there's talent there too, but it is, there's fighters getting pushes uh, because, you know, their coaches or managers are just, uh, you know, they're there and they have so many people behind them. Uh, dude, uh, you know, what are you looking, what do you, you know, as far as MMA going on now, there's nothing really going on regional, but what are you liking uh, as far as, uh, you know, what you're seeing as far as the, the biggest stages, anything? I mean, there's a lot of uh, good fights that were happening with the uh, Connor coming back and all that, but is anything you're looking forward to? Is uh, anything exciting, uh, you know, catch your attention in, in UFC, Bellator, or any of them other uh, organizations? Uh, well, first and foremost, a lot of things that I am seeing is that there are so many guys that I would fucking throttle and just destroy. And it just makes me so sick to my stomach that they're, they're there and I'm just sitting on the fucking couch. Like, mm, nothing pisses me off more than wasted talent. And that's all that this is right now. Like, like, which whatever big promotion I can fucking get a fight on. I mean, it's any of them. Like, this is just wasted talent that I'm fucking telling you, you're going to regret not picking up. Um, but other than that, there is a person that I am super excited to come back, and that's fucking TJ Dillashaw. I cannot wait to watch TJ get back in there. I'm so excited about him coming back. I'm so excited. Um, but other, other than that, you know, like, oh, I watched this shit, like, I enjoy watching the skill that Connor has and whatever, but uh, I mean, other I don't even really watch it all that much unless it's somebody that I know from AKA yeah. or like like Connor or something like that. Like I didn't I didn't get the pay per view. I didn't get that much yeah. of the shit. No, know. I'm cool. <laughs> I'm cool with uh, seeing the highlights afterwards, you know. But uh, like if it were DC or something, then yeah, or Habib, I'm buying it. But like I I, think, I don't know. The other other unless I know you, you know, like I really don't care. Exactly. Uh, you mentioned TJ there. Uh, what's his timeline? I know he's off suspension now, but uh, I mean, I haven't been following him. Is there, there some? Uh, is there some uh, talk about him coming back sooner than later? What's his deal? Uh, f- from me following his Instagram, it's seeming like he's trying to instantly get a title shot. Which, I mean, thirty five's thinned out right now, you know, and he's already beaten anybody who's necessarily in that top 10 once if not twice um what i am curious about is what dominic cruz is going to do um considering his whole fail to make history and do his thing you know because i don't think he's done either i mean i think the best of him's yet to come too he just needs to stay healthy you know and the same thing happened 
with, I mean, with Cejudo, and I'm not taking anything away from him doing what he did. Um, but do those stoppages happen again? I mean, look at look at what Connor did. You know, he he won two belts with two quick KOs and did something like that. But you know, like that's some lucky shit. I mean, I don't necessarily think that that's. I mean, skill's part of it, yeah. yeah. But like, that's that's it's rare. It's super yeah. rare for shit like that to happen. And like that other person didn't get to get off. You know what I'm saying? So let's yeah, say, like, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Instead of the fly going right, the fly goes left this time, and that could be a whole different banger. You know? Exactly. And 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 it's showing too because it's like, was McGregor a one trick pony? Is Henry Cejudo a one trick pony? Because they pretty much did the exact same thing. They both fought for two different separate titles and finished them quick as fuck and didn't necessarily fight. That's, um. That's... So. And then when they did, you know, they lost. Henry obviously ended up retiring, but Connor coming back and doing his thing, he, I mean, he's losing. I mean, he did look good against Cerrone, but then again, Cerrone's 40 years old or so. Yeah. He's, he's peaked yeah. a couple of years before that and he's going down. Meanwhile, McGregor's still at his peak doing whatever he's going to do or end up doing. I mean, he's a great dude. I, I love watching him fight. He's got great skill and stuff like that, but uh, he needs to get some ground game. Excellent. Uh, all right. How about uh, regionally? Uh, I'm not much happening here, but you seen anything on the regional circuit that, and when I mean by the regional circuit, I mean, fight pass, uh, you know, fight pass quality promotions. You seen anything out there that interests you? If uh, something was going, coming down the line, is there anyone out there that, that would, you know, a matchup with you and them would like really put the eyes on on you and uh, on this matchup. Anyone out there? Not. I mean, not really. You know, yeah. I don't. I don't. I feel like. I mean, I don't want to talk trash on my division, yeah. but like, I don't. I don't know who the hell's there. You know, um, other than like me and Lopez or something like that. Uh, I feel, and there's nobody on the East Coast at 25. You know. That, I mean, it's unfortunate for us, you know, and that's why I'm trying so hard to, like, go to LFA or something like that. Yeah. I mean, other than I would fucking love a rematch with San Santella, um, that would be that would be great, but he's over at Brave. I can't even get Brave to look at me, you know? So it's, <laughs> like, it, it, it's it's frustrating as hell. And I, so it's, it's almost like I'm being forced into retirement, you know? Yeah, a lot of that's happening with fighters. And like we talked about in the beginning – Fighters are being forced into fights they wouldn't necessarily take if, uh, you know, times weren't tough right now. So, uh, Blaine, uh, I'm going to have to get ready for uh, Mike Polvia, but uh, last things, man. I mean, shout-outs, uh, sponsors, anything uh, you want to throw out there before I let you go, man. And, uh, man, thanks for calling again, man. It's a pleasure always talking to you, bro. Absolutely, brother. Um, well, shout-out to my new uh, my new management team. Uh, full contact management. Lars picked me up. I want to appreciate him so much. Um, I know uh, me and him have been talking in and out of, about him being uh, my manager and stepping in, um, which I was I was very tentative about. But uh, you know, he he uh, pushed for me to try to get on the Ultimate Fighter. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. Um, he got me that Bellator fight, which unfortunately fell through. Um, so um, I decided to, you know, I'll give him the chance and we'll see where he can take my career. And hopefully we uh, we take it off because what I was doing wasn't getting me anywhere other than 
where I was, and I need I need to get to the next level. It's that simple. There you go. Well, he'll definitely help, uh, you know, having someone behind you to make them phone calls and, uh, you know, pitch your name and all that other stuff really helps when uh, you're doing all that other stuff, man, training, running the, the, the wrestling team, taking care of your daughter and all that other stuff, man. So last thing, brother, um, uh, social media and, uh, and, and then we'll let you get going. Yeah. You follow me at, uh, Lane shut the shutdown at, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, check out whatever recent nonsense I have to say or videos of me and my daughter going at it when I'm teaching her the right way to wrestle and do some things, you know. So check me out on my social media. Excellent, my man. Like I said, my man, uh, pleasure always talking to you. It's a new year, bro. Uh, I know Lars and uh, Full Contact Management are going to work hard trying to get you a fight that really makes sense and is going to propel you into that next level. So Blaine... Shut down, shut man. Uh, thanks again, man. You have a Absolutely. wonderful, Never wonderful been. week coming up, bro. All right, take care, man. Later. Later. Awesome. All right. Well, Blaine shut. Uh, very great talk with that guy. Fuck yes, first class management. For oh, one thing I want to. Um, sorry. Um. I'm so sorry. I forget that I'm live when I do that, that I can edit it out when I'm sorry. Um, what, <clears throat> so <laughs> I'll be calling Mike Polver in a couple of minutes. One last thing I want to put up here before I do call Mike Polver. I got a new logo made, a new The Room podcast logo. I tried to match it up as best I could with uh, The Room podcast structure that you see here. Uh, compliments of uh, Lars Borson, who made you know, the template here. Uh, I throw in uh, all this little bling and stuff here, but Lars uh, merged the colors and made this all. So I'm going to put the logo up right here. This is the new The Room Podcast logo. Uh, let me know if you like it um, because I'm not changing it. It is what it is. Uh, it's done. And um, it's going to go on some things. I'm not sure what yet. Definitely my son's snowboard. <laughs> Cause he's been wanting a logo for his snowboard and this is definitely it. So, uh, you know, hopefully I can make some hoodies and some shirts and, uh, you know, maybe give away a couple of things on the show, um, for swag. You know what I mean? Cause I gotta, I gotta start giving things away, get more people to check in. So if you give things away, uh, people kind of join in. So, um, with that said, I'm going to get ready for Mike Polvia, but before I do, I'm going to play the enigma video of their uh their combat jiu-jitsu and their uh tournament coming in um in march i think it's uh i i don't know the date it'll say it right here so check it out and uh we'll be right back hopefully we'll with uh mike polvia so be right back saturday march 13th the region premier grapple battle it out at the enigma invitational sub Combat Jiu-Jitsu Super Fights. An eight-man sub-only tournament with $1,000 on the line. Available on demand at regionalcombatsports.com. And there you go. That was the Enigma second tournament. So, uh, 
What's uh, just getting, uh, all right. Uh, Mike said one sec. So I'm just going to put Mike's uh, profile picture up here. Get it ready. There is Mike Pohl there. Owner, president, matchmaker of Cage Titans. Uh, Cage Titans hasn't fought, uh, hasn't had a card in some time. Uh, but uh, we're going to talk to Mike. We haven't talked to Mike in a while. In a while. So we're going to talk to him about what he's been doing. I know he is uh, he is the owner of of Coops right now. Uh, that happened. I guess he bought it during COVID, which is, uh, you know, fucking Mike owning the restaurant, man. If he runs that restaurant as good as he runs a promotion, man, that is, uh, uh, is going to be a sight to see down the line what he does with that place. So um, just give us one sec. And uh, Mike's setting something up. I think he's setting his camera up. So is there anything else that I can show up here? Not really. Let's get back. Uh, let's get back to that. Uh, he's going to probably say. All right. He's ready to go. I'm going to call him right now. See what happens. See what happens. Oh, that's loud. That was loud. Hey, what's up, Mike? I know, man. Good. Give me a second. I just got to get you up on uh, the feed here. They can hear you and stuff. They just can't see you yet. Uh, there's Mike Pohl there. Awesome, man. You look great, dude. You look great. <laughs> uh, let me get your text up here with your... Uh... There we go. We're ready to go, my man. Fucking Mike right, Pohl Mike, I need you, brother. Like my, like my, my... Every time I talk to you on messenger other than interviewing or something like that. It's about helping me out because my technology is blowing up right now. Uh, my, my feet is lagging and I don't know why. Um, I got a bunch of big red lights going down on the bottom of my OBS. So it's probably something I can't fix it's now. Nah, it's definitely your probably your internet connection. When the red dots, that means your internet's not strong. Oh, all right. So they screwed something up in the back. I'm in a big building here, so uh, they might have disconnected or screwed something up during the day. I don't know that till I go live. You know what I mean? It's like, so. Uh, but you'll see, you'll see that bar go like green, yellow, red yeah. throughout the podcast. Basically, you know, just as like stoplights. Green, you're good to go. You know, yellow, you got spotty connection. Red, it's kind of shitty. That's why I miss you, Mike. I mean, you know exactly what the <laughs> fuck is going on here, man. So, Mike, man, I definitely miss you, bro, man. Uh, let's you talk too. a little bit, bro. Uh, let's talk about what's been going on behind the scenes and what you've been doing with all this time uh, that, you know, the fight game's kind of been on, you know, hiatus. Yeah, man, it's 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 been a crazy year. That's the to say the least. I mean... 2019, we had our biggest year yet. We launched, you know, the Combat Night series with kickboxing. We launched the grappling tournaments. And we were poised, uh, you know, poised to have a great 2020. But, you know, uh, things kind of went south a little bit with the world. But, uh, you know, we were ready to go April 3rd and 4th with back-to-back -back shows. And, and then next thing you know, two weeks before, we're locked down. Um, you know, I held out. I thought things would turn around. Two weeks turned into almost a year now. Yeah. So, uh, you know, since then, I, as you know, uh, I've been pretty quiet because I just, I just honestly feel like, you know, I saw a lot of some other promotions, you know, trying to pump up. They were going to do fights and maybe they were going to do fights and post. And then I just felt that as a disservice, you know, like I really don't know anything. I, I, I know exactly what you guys know from watching the news a lot of people came to me, hey, what do you think about this? When do you think it's going to be back? Still, every day I get questions. Yeah. And I just kind of decided to, to kind of lay low and 
when there's time to report stuff, um, you know, we'll be back. I mean, I have had questions to clear the air that we're not going anywhere. You know, when when things are ready to resume, Cage Titans will resume. But for right now, my focus is just on my the other side of my life. You know, my my kids, my wife, my other business. Um, for 10 years, and if you go back to when I was fighting even longer, you know, my life was MMA. Uh, you know, eat, sleep, breathe. It took precedence over, you know, family and, and friends and other things. And this past year, I just kind of take some time to, to to figure out, you know, the other side of my life. Um, you know, I was thinking about what we would talk about. Just, you know, give you, you know, I my last two kids – I left my wife in the hospital while I was running around doing stuff at cage times after the birth of my kids. Like that just, you know, when I look in the moment, you know, I was always thinking like, I'm doing what's best for my family. I'm doing what's best for my business and all that stuff. But then looking back at it, I'm like, wow, I really did nothing besides MMA. Nothing else mattered to me. So uh, this year I've realized kind of what's important and, and in a blink of an eye, you know, I, my restaurant closed, cage times was closed. And I'm sitting here like, wow, what, what, what is life right now? So uh, that's what I've been doing. <laughs> you know, not to be somber. It's been great, but that's what I've been doing. Excellent. I mean, you know, a lot of people, you know, during COVID and, and I don't want to say coming out of COVID, but uh, living through COVID, you know, have, have found themselves, you know, like you, you don't realize what you're missing when you have a passion and you're just like, you know, MMA, like you had the promotion and it, and you had other kids you were taking care of too with the promotion. You know what I mean? So, and you were doing great and you know what I mean? And your wife was involved, but you start to, you know, kind of miss that stuff that's over here because you're on this mission. It seems like it made you stronger probably as a, as a person having this little time or this lot of time to, to regroup and get down to what's really important in life, and and that's your family and kids down the line, because they're going to be with you till the day you die. You know what I mean, bro? Yeah, you know it's it's funny because you know thirty nine years old, I'm forty in April, and uh, I got five kids. It took me this long. My oldest is seventeen. You know, this past year to really realize what it's to be like a great father, and yeah, by all means, I mean I'm not saying I was a shit bad yeah, dad. Yeah, like yeah. I took good care of my of my kids, but you know being able to be at games and, and taking them to practices and, and doing homework and schoolwork and just kind of doing those type of things because, you know, I'm not, me and my wife had a, you know, great arrangement. She knew I was, I was working and, and things like that, but I missed out on a lot of that stuff. Yeah. So this year is kind of, like I said, I went from having my restaurant and, and cage Titans to being a stay at home dad and my wife having to go work at the hospital and pick up hours to support us. So, um, I kind of got to see the other side of the coin and it's made me a better person, a stronger person. Um, I think when we're, we're, we're ready to come back for cage Titans, it's, it's definitely going to help me in that business as well. Um, but again, I can't stress it enough. You know, I miss MMA. Mm-hmm. Um, my silence is only because there's nothing to report. Yeah. There's really nothing. I mean, we see the world every day, how the news is something different and it's like, I don't know better than anybody else. Yeah, yeah, I'm living exactly. this like you guys. So, you know, I, I stay silent for a reason, not because I want to be away. Um, I did get the pleasure of going to Brazil with uh, Johnny Cupcakes um, and corner him. Um, going away with Richie to Miami next week. Um, you know, I, I helped Pete behind the scenes for his UFC fight. So 
you know, I'm still kind of quietly behind the scenes. It's yeah. just, um, again, that's just kind of where it's at. It's, uh, you know, it, it, it is nothing really to say besides <laughs> that. Um, you know, we did look into going to New Hampshire um, to do a show back uh, towards the end of last year. But we were basically told that they com- they uh, committed to the events that they had. But until things were kind of more solid in terms of uh, crowd, who's in charge of the crowd, things of that nature, they weren't comfortable putting any more uh, dates on the books for 2020. I do notice that today there was a boxing event that's announced for April up there. So maybe we get back in talks with, with New Hampshire. I've done shows in New Hampshire before. I've, I'm familiar with the commission. Um, so I wouldn't count that out of the equation. Um, but I'm kind of like Dana White, like uh, in, in a different way, though. Like Dana's like, if I can't have a crowd, like, you know, I, I don't want to do empty arenas kind of deal. Like, but then he ended up doing it. Yeah. But I mean, for us, it was Titans, like, I don't think we're in a position where we would do no crowd shows. Um, it'd be very difficult on us. It'd be very difficult on the fighters, um, you know, asking fighters to take no pay, yeah. you know, and, and, and though everybody's volunteered their services, I yeah. said it before, you know, photographers and everybody, listen, we just want to get back to work and, and do it. I, I think it would be a tough position to put people in. So um, if they have crowds and we can do shows, cool. Um, if not, we waited out here in Massachusetts. Plymouth's been my home. I live here. Um, Memorial Hall has been our home. So like we waited out and when it's time, it's time. Um, that's kind of it. <laughs> Excellent. Well, you know, fighting put on the side, you talked about the restaurant, Mike, um, you know, Coops has been a big pot of uh, cage Titans for a, a long time. Uh, sponsor manage, you managed the building, the, the restaurant, but you, um, you stepped up. Did you, did you purchase coops? Like what happened during this? Like you, you had to buy something like when you had to take something over and, and have it yours. Is that what happened? Like what went on during this, that you are now, I do believe the owner of coops. I'm neither confirm or deny that, that rumor. <laughs> um, but you know, basically my best friends had this place since 2006 and I've, I've always helped him in some sort of way. Uh, when I worked at Lombardo's, when we first started cage Titans, I kind of helped him consulting um, and then probably about eight years ago, I kind of took over in an official capacity as the general manager. And, you know, that was the great thing about cage Titans. I always had a job so I could run cage Titans, not in a manner that I had to squeeze people yeah. and, and screw people over to make a buck. I, I, I truly ran cage Titans. Like it was our family and we're just, a, we're just a group of people, like-minded people that try to put on events because my jobs always paid my bills. Yeah. Um, but during COVID, when we shut down, you know, my best friend was kind of just like, I'm kind of enjoying staying home. So like, we're just going to kind of ride this being closed out. Um, and in about June, I said, I got no cage tights. I got no restaurant. I need to do something. So uh, um, June 4th, needless to say, I opened it back up and we've been open since dealing with all the di- issues with uh, COVID and, and and things changing with capacities, but we're doing really well. Um, it's a great place. It's a, it's, it's a, you know, we have people that come in there three, four, five times a week yeah. where their spot. Um, and like I run cage signs, it's a family there. Like these people know our names. We know their names. They know our kids. Um, I'm always emotional. So I'm going to hold my emotion on this one. But like we had a guy that came up from Florida and he was a regular and he, he went down to Florida during COVID and he, when we started outdoor dining, 
he came in and we hadn't seen him for, you know, four or five months with his, with his daughter. And she's like, he had to come back up to Coops once he heard you guys are open. So, you know, we're, we're reminiscing, having yeah. a good time. He's probably 70, 80 years old. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to see you again. And his, his daughter pulled me aside and was like, he, he won't be in again. This is, you know, he, this is one of his last stops. Yeah. And, and a week later, and a week later he passed away. Um, but you know, that was kind of the, the connection and, and that's always been, you know, my, my driving force is, is connection with people and, 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 you know, so we've been, we've been doing great and it's been keeping me busy. Um, I did have COVID. Um, I had COVID in December. Um, how was it? You know, was it? Harry, how, how, how was man, it for you? It was, it was nothing. Yeah. Um, I got it a couple of days before Christmas. And honestly, like with all my kids, I still had to put Christmas presents together. I still had to do, you know, take the stuff out of the attic and I powered through it. And, um, you know, I would say I never had a fever or anything like that. I, I was a little sore, a little tired. Um, beyond that, it wasn't much. My wife had a couple of headaches. She didn't really have anything. The kids, I wish the kids got sicker because then they would stay still. They were running around like animals. <laughs> you know? they, they were worse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like you, you, you can't leave the house and they're running around like animals. And you're like, can you just want to go to like lay on the couch? <laughs> you know, so that was a painful uh, yeah. three weeks. Um, but yeah, overall. Um, so yeah, Coops has been great. Thanks for asking. Can, um, can I ask you, know, you? Can I ask you something about the Coops, right? I mean, you've yeah. been the general manager for a while, stuff like that. Is there anything on the menu like named after fighters, or is there is there like a potluck uh, dinner like named after like Joe Giannetti or something? No, 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 no. So Coops actually, um, we did the weigh-ins there way back in the day. We used to get all the UFC pay-per-views, so fighters just come in all the time. Yeah. Um, I might need to name the 30 wing sampler. We have a 30 wing sampler and Mikey De Silva, oh, big super fan. Cool. He comes in all the time. Yeah. He gets them flats only well done. And he, he, he plows right through those wings <laughs> like that. No. He eats them the proper way, right? Just yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Jojo, Jojo, when he usually comes in. So Jojo's a hood guy. He does hood cleaning. So he used to clean our hoods there. Oh, okay. Um, he's a, I think he's a bread bowl guy. We have bread bowls. He does chicken, broccoli, ziti bread bowls. Um, Everybody has their thing. Cupcakes comes in there. Um, you know, it, it's nice to see the support from the fighters uh, coming in and say hi. And uh, even not non-fighters, you know, Andy was there last week. Tyler Pimentel came in on Saturday. Brian Garrison pops in. Oh, cool. Um, Randy. So it's 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 kind of nice to see everybody supporting us still. Excellent. Let me ask you a question. Brian, what's he doing? I mean, come on. Bri Brian's like you. When a show or getting ready for a show, it's like that's everything. What is he doing right now? That he like? What is he doing with his spare time and hands? What can he be doing? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I, uh, you know, again, like once once all this kind of went down and there was like no real end in sight, I just kind of, I don't want to say I went into depression. I yeah. just kind of just went into like, I didn't really talk to anybody. Even like my, uh, you know, best friend Brandy, been friends with her since I was 13, 14 years old. So going on whatever, how many years that is, 26 years. And we didn't talk for a while because it just was, yeah. what do I talk about? You know, exactly. like I said, I, I went through a phase like, what am I without Cage Titans? Because it went from like March to June before I, you know, once I decided we we're going to open Coops back up. So there was a three month period there where it was like, what the hell? Even you, if you remember, Andy was doing the podcast and I just kind of like, yeah, I don't even want to do this. Like, yeah. it's just, what do we talk about? But uh, props to you. I see you guys are going strong. You guys have only grown since COVID with your team, with Lars and Travis. I mean, um, 
I pop on here and there and see things. So, uh, you know, congrats to you guys. You're taking this ball and running with it. And, you know, uh, doing dude, good things. Dude, we fighters. had, you know, I had a resort to BKFC fighting and, and their fight is over there. There's like, there's nothing, to, there was nothing going on. A really cool thing that happened though, you know, during this, not much MMA going on except for some of our fighters like going somewhere to fight. You know, a lot of jujitsu and stuff has been going on with, uh, you know, some of them super fights and stuff like that. So I, you know, get involved with that because there's a lot of MMA guys jumping in there and we got cupcakes uh, against John Duma down, you know, in March, man. So shit like that, at least it keeps that competitive nature between the fighters and it gives like fans in New England at least something to go see or watch or, you know, talk about, you know? Yeah, you know, it, I definitely see that. Christos was supposed to fight for us before, so I see that he opened the school. You know, he's doing those tournaments. That's really cool. Um, I know CES did a show, I mean, I don't know, back in October, whenever it was. Um, but it's, it's a good thing for you too, Steve, because, you know, maybe in the past people would just pigeonhole you as like the new England guy, Yeah. you know, you only care about the new England guys. And it's like, now you're seeing, I'm, I'm seeing interviews pop up with you guys from people from all over. So, I mean, this is a great thing for your business as well. So congrats on that. Thanks. Yeah. It's, you know, Mike, it's like you, it's a passion. It's like, I need to talk to people. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, I'll have anyone in here if they want to come down. I mean, I mean, that's what we do. We, we, we like to talk to people and, and get the meat out of them, my man. Uh, so last thing before, unless you want to talk a lot more, Laz wanted me to ask you a question about, uh, ask about the mass, mass boxer fund or so. I know Laz did a big story about that and stuff. Did any, I mean, I really haven't talked to any, uh, Laz about any, uh, anything that happened with that, but, I know you were talking to him offline a little bit about that because it was an interesting topic. Yeah, you know, listen, I mean, I've been critical of the Mass Athletic Commission in the past. Um, I get along great with some of the people there. Um, the directive some of them others have um, or lack of direction has really been frustrating for me. Um, the fact that I live in Plymouth and, and I'm in Massachusetts and I want to do business in my home state is what keeps me here. But I'd be real with you. If, if it wasn't for that, I probably would choose not to deal with these guys. Um, I've sat on commission meetings. I, you know, I was one of the only ones that go. I've been there since the beginning. Um, it is sad to see that these, these kind of things happen. And, um, you know, I know that for a while they didn't even know how you could apply for the, the, the boxers fund, you know, for me as a promoter, it was just like, ah, I wrote him a check every show. I didn't know where the hell it went. Yeah. Didn't know anything about it, but whatever. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a little frustrating. I, I, I know at certain points in time, they've had commission members come in and say, well, we need a board set up. If we don't have a board to approve applicants to access the boxers fund, we need a board first. Then they need an application. I don't even know where the process stands, if they even have an application or a board. I've heard kind of rumors they had a board appointed. Who knows? Um, hopefully it brought some light to it and, and maybe things get done now. The unfortunate part about this, though, is like you said, Steve, you're, you're passionate about this. I'm passionate about this. Um, there's a lot of people in MMA that are passionate about this. And, and unfortunately, I can't speak for right now, but in the past, the board in Massachusetts, they weren't MMA people. They weren't even, you know, maybe there was one boxing like guy appointed to the board, but there was no MMA people. They were just random people, and, and they weren't passionate, and, and they changed so often 
that nothing really ever gets accomplished. Um, You know, you'd have one guy who's, you know, sitting as their attorney and telling them what they can do. And then the following week he's gone. It's a new one. And then all of a sudden the board members are turned over and then supposed to be meeting once a month. And now it's meeting once every three months because they got to cancel. It's just, uh, man, I I don't know. I could go on for days about that uh, topic, but uh, man, like it's, it's not good though. The, the state of um, the athletic commission in Massachusetts, maybe this will wake them up getting some light shed on this uh, topic. Hopefully Um, I know some great people that are part of the, you know, board like Brian Lambert. He's been a welcome addition. Um, He's a former athlete. Though he wasn't MMA, he's a former athlete, so he knows what it's like for for an athlete and competitor. So he's helping out there. Um, Guy Lachardi's been on for a long time. I always appreciate his him. He's uh, he's an ear to talk. You know, he's he kind of goes the bat sometimes for us. Um, but yeah, so there's some good people there. But I just think sometimes their hands are tied. Um, and and on other things, there's just people change hands so often that nothing gets done. Or it's like, I'll tell you a story. So. Four years ago, um, I want to say roughly four years ago, um, they were talking about re- writing the regulations, rule, re- rule review and regulation review. Um, and then about a year ago, when my, when my son was born, September um, 15th, I told you, I, I, I left my wife in the hospital, yeah. two of my last kids. It was to go to a rule regulation review. And it was supposed to be like the last day, September of 2019, the last day, the last review, rule regs, and these were going to get put into place. That was September. It never happened. And now, granted, COVID happened and, and, and killed 2020, but, you know, there were still six, seven months that things could have been going on. Yeah. And it was always, let's table it to the next one. Let's table it to the next one. Um, I literally left my wife in the hospital on the day she was getting released and said, well, Let's just get out in the afternoon. And I went to that meeting. I gave up my time because yep. I believe in something and, and it never gets done. So I'm a little bitter towards them. It was my choice, granted, to you know do yeah. what I did to be there. But I thought it was for a greater good yeah. for fighters and, and things of that nature and, and to help this sport progress. And, and these guys, it's always something. Oh, we don't have a quorum. You know, we don't have at least three members. We got to cancel this meeting. Oh well, let's table it to next. Oh, legal's got to look at it. I, I hate politics. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that going on. Uh, if anything, you know, Lars is is watching things now. Uh, you're still watching. I mean, we have a voice here at NewEnglandMMA.org. If we see something that's not right, uh, I mean, we're gonna investigate it and and throw it out there and let people uh, come up to their with their own conclusion. A lot of fighters jumped on board here. I mean, they a lot of them messaged Lars, wanted to know a lot of stuff, uh, and it gets word of mouth, man. And like you said, I mean, if if we're talking about it, it's gonna get back to the commissions and and you know chip away to get things fixed. You know. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, it, you know, not to beat them up so bad. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is, but. Uh, you know, you got to make it to the meetings. You got to be on top of them. You got to push them and, and you got to stay on top of them. You know, I got a reputation probably up, up there as the pain in the ass because I'm the only one at the meeting speaking up. And it's like, I sometimes I lose my voice because they're like, ah, oh, it's just everything we say. Mike's got to say something about it. And it's like, yeah, because I'm the only one that knows what we're, what yeah. we're talking about. I'm the only MMA 
person at these meetings. So of course I'm the one that's going to say something every damn time. But I feel like sometimes my voice get lost because, you know, I was the guy that's just always the only one always speaking up and they just want to come in. They said maybe they got appointed to the board because they knew somebody or whatever the case is. They need to come and meet for their hour a month, get to put it on their resume and they want to get out of there. And then this loudmouth's over there <laughs> questioning them on everything that they don't even know about. Yeah. And they're like, gosh, oh, this guy up. So if they start doing meetings again, I encourage fighters and, and you guys, you know, go to the meetings and, and speak up and let your voice be heard because that's the only way some things can change. And if you push and push and push and push, maybe finally we'll get through. Um, so we'll see what happens. Excellent. Well, if uh, one thing I know I am, I'm a pain in the ass. So uh, <laughs> if I have the time off uh, uh, getting together with Lars and we can all go down there as, uh, you know, power in numbers and, uh, you know, hit them guys that are there once in a month just to get that on their resume, hit them where they don't even know where it's coming, man. So, uh, you know, last thing, my friend, uh, I don't know what to add. Like, as far there's no timeline on fighting. I mean, it, it, like, there's nothing. Um, what is your, you know, I in a perfect world, Mike? When, when do you, when, if in a perfect world, where, when would you think possibly something would happen in New Hampshire? Uh, you know, uh, two thousand. Uh, okay, <laughs> okay, perfect world. I'd be doing shows at Plymouth Memorial Hall yeah, this weekend. Exactly. Nah, you know. Yeah, if you ask for it, worth, you know, listen, I'll be, I'll be honest. Like, you know, we put some feelers out, um, and, and we're going to see what happens. Um, you know, we put some feelers out. I'm ready to, if somebody said, listen, Mike, we got a venue, we got a date and let's go. I'd say eight weeks to give the fighters to get ready. Yep. You know, you got to give those fighters a chance. Uh, I don't think it would be a service to them. A lot of guys will still say they're training, but Training with a, a date on the calendar is a lot different than just training for fun um, during all this. So um, Massachusetts couldn't tell you in the slightest um, when maybe summer, maybe if I was going to be optimistic, maybe the summer Massachusetts will get back to normal. Um, New Hampshire, there's something else there. But, you know, also like I've always been respectful of fight, uh, promotions and their territories and yeah. I've never been one to want to kind of step on toes and, you know, I, I've stayed to my spot. You know, I, I never really, you know, combat zones, New Hampshire. Like if Calvin, Calvin's fighting though, and, and he's not really focused on shows, I'd go up to New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. I see CES creeping up there. Um, you know, I'm not looking to just go kill New Hampshire. And now CES is in New Hampshire. I'm in New Hampshire combat yeah. zone. It's like, you know, I'm not looking to really do that, I guess, is, is that. Um, if there's an opportunity and there's, there's, there's shows that need to be had, I would do it. But yeah, I just, I don't know, man. It's, it's hard to say. I get asked this question <laughs> every day. And honestly, it's, that's why I don't, everybody who messages me or texts me, that's why I don't answer. Cause I just don't even know what to say, but awesome. I, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Um, you know, it, I, I've started cage times to fill a need. And I wanted to give place people honest places to fight. And when that time comes and, and I can get back to business, we'll do that. Um, I guess that's the best thing I can tell you. Um, that, that, that's kind of it. <laughs> Man, that's enough, bro. Uh, you know, it, it's a breath of fresh air getting to catch up with you and uh, know that, you know, things just 
things are working out and you know you filled that void as far as the fighting uh the fighting world with something else your family the kids your wife and uh you know taking over coops and and helping that grow there man so dude people like you and me we find a way man we find another avenue for that passion because we just need to let it out it's it's what we do uh you know it's it's what we do mike <laughs> yeah man it, it trust me and just talking to you like I mean, it was random that you hit me up last Wednesday. So I hadn't talked to Andy in probably over a month. And he wished me a Merry Christmas, things like that. And I didn't reply because I had COVID and my family. I was dealing with shit. So I literally called him last Wednesday on my way to work. And then the next morning, you hit me up and we're like, yeah, you want to be on the podcast? So he came in for dinner that, ne that night. I go, do you still talk to Domenico? I said, he hit me up this morning asking about a podcast. <laughs> And I was like, it was random that I haven't talked to you in a month. Last night we talked, and then the next morning he hits me up asking for a podcast. He's like, no, I deleted all my social media. So I was like, all right, cool. Well, maybe this is meant to be. And you know, I figured I'd hop on because I was talking to him on that call when I talked to him last yeah. Wednesday. I was like, he's like, dude, I had to delete social media. People kept hitting me up asking if Case Shines is done, and I don't know what to say. And I was like, well, maybe we should just do a podcast and be like, listen, we're not going anywhere. Um, there's just nowhere to go right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's and. It, that that's really the truth of the matter it's uh but talking to you tonight talking to andy last week um and i just dealt with uh i would call a shitty ass promoter and kind of one of the guys that somebody that the tactics they pull is kind of why i started cage titans mm -hmm. um you, you know to, to ask anybody who's coming from out of state for me you know, why they want to come back. Cause we treat them like they're part of the show. They're not just some cannon fodder yeah. and, and they're people, they have it. And I've dealt with somebody that is bringing in an out of state fighter and I thought just treated him like shit. And I'm just like, this is just garbage. Like, why do people do this? Why do they get, why these are the type of people that give us promoters, bad names. And this got my blood flowing today. And I'm like, fuck, I need to get back in doing yeah. this because there's still these shitty promoters that treat fighters like crap. And, 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 and I'm not okay with it. And you're helping the fighters out get fights and helping them along. So you're seeing a lot of this now, uh, you know, not that you didn't before, but now you're seeing it because you're dealing with them, you know, yeah. you know, you know what I mean? Face to face kind of. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, uh, you know, and, and even again, I don't want to, <laughs> some people might be able to deduct who I'm talking about or the promotion I'm talking about this. No, it's, it, it might, it's not that hard, but I just thought it was, it was poor, poor uh, communication and, and poor way they were treating this fighter. Um, and it just kind of reminded me like, yeah, there are shitty promoters out there and this is why you do this, Mike. So as soon as you can get off your ass and give these fighters an honest place to fight for. Um, and it kind of motivated me even a little bit more. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Awesome, man. Well, glad you're still uh, you're still doing things for the fighters. You'll be traveling up uh, down uh, with Richie mm -hmm. next week to uh, uh, where is it? Where you go? Miami, Miami, Florida, mm -hmm. Miami, Florida. Mm -hmm. Mike, man, you're picking all the warm spots to to travel with these fighters, man. Good for you. Well, it's funny. So I'm going. Oddly enough. So since we already had COVID, we were just kind of like, all right, you know what? Let's go away for February vacation with the kids because we're all cooped up. We usually drive somewhere, but we're like, you know, we can, let's, let's get on a plane. It's, you know, whatever. We, we just had it, so whatever. Um, so I'm leaving to go to Orlando on February 14th. So I'm literally going to Richie February 10th. I'm flying home at 6 a.m. on February 13th, the, the day after his fight. Yeah. 
going right to work because it's a Saturday. And then Sunday, me and all our my kid, me, my wife, and the kids are flying back to Florida for a vacation. Um, for a vacation. Uh, my wife has a her mom lives down in Florida. She has like a horse farm, a couple horses, pool. Awesome. So like we used to just drive down there with the kids and, and hang out. Um, but we're gonna fly down there. So I'm literally gonna be home not even twenty four hours and going right back to Florida. Excellent, man. Well, glad to hear it, brother. Uh, big big nights uh, next Friday night. We got Fabio. We got uh, Richie fighting. Uh, I would imagine different times. Richie's kind of in the middle of the card. I think Fabio's uh, main event or close to it, right? I think Richie. I think Richie's co-main event. To be no shit. With you. All right. So I'm just going by. I'm just going by the topology and how they have them in order. Then, then oh my god, they're going to be fighting somewhere around the same time. That's going. We're going to be on uh, going back and forth on fight pass. Yeah, don't don't hold me to it. Yeah. I mean, Richie, I know you talked to Richie yesterday, but I thought he might have been the co event. I could be totally wrong. But, we'll, we'll find um, out. We'll we'll know down the line. You guys are going to be heading down there. We'll get all the info from you and shit. But, you know, Mike, I know you're, you're, the podcast and stuff is not going for you, but, you know, come on anytime, man. Uh, glad to have you on. Uh, the info and, uh, you know, putting a little, uh, you know, lighting a little match for these fighters just to see you on social media and hear you and hear the name Cage Titans come out is kind of a, a breath of fresh air. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I can't wait. I Hopefully, you know, guys, that I, if any word I can give to anybody is use this time to work on yourself, um, work on, you know, parts of your game, whatever you got to do. Um, you know, younger fighters that I see out there trying to rush things, Listen, it sucks taking a year off. I get it. You think you you have to get on the horse and you got to rush things and force things. You know, you're young. If you're young, you got time a little bit. Like, if you're 33, my advice might be like, yeah, maybe start traveling or taking dumb fights or taking risky fights. But, you know, you're 19, 20, 20, you know, like, you, you don't got to be taking risk. You don't got to be, you know, you know, you know, to put yourself out there because you got a little bit of time, you know. So don't put yourself in a, in a situation in your young career that could hurt you in the long run, you know, risks, calculated risks, take a calculated risk and, but just use this time to get as a better fighter, better person, better fighter. And so that when things get lifted and things get back to normal and we can stop putting on shows here in new England, um, you know, you're going to be a hundred times the fighter you were when we stopped and um, the world will open up their eyes and see that. Awesome. My man. Awesome. Love you, my man. Uh, last thing, Mike, uh, throw anything, information about Coops you want to throw out there. I know uh, you're doing great things. I know you got a bunch of shit going on there. Uh, throw it out there, and uh, I'll let you get going. So, yeah, man, obviously, always follow Cage Titans. I mean, we're not really posting anything right now because, again, there's nothing to post. There's nothing to tell. But you can follow us on all social media. Uh, as for Coops, Coops Bar and Grill, we're in Quincy. Um I'm actually on the bar every Saturday night, so if you're looking to see my face, come see me on Saturday night. The rest of the week, I'm kind of in and out doing office stuff, but uh, we'd love to see you. If we haven't seen each other, the Laytons came by and saw me. Awesome. Um, the Espada and Zev from a former Apex, they've come and seen me. So, like, I love seeing guys catching up, so come by and see me. And um, if not, stay tuned. Hopefully, we'll have some news uh, soon, and, and we'll be able to share and get back to the Cage Titans world. Awesome, my man. Well, always a pleasure, Mike. Uh, it was great catching up with you. I miss you. And, uh, you know, like 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 you, I mean, I've been working and I've been on social media, but, you know, it, it's I've been re, I've been able to relax a little bit during these times, too. It, do, it might not look it, but when I'm not behind the camera or posting, I'm relaxing with the with my daughter and, and, and uh, girlfriend and stuff and behind the scenes. So I, I'm getting my life together while... Uh, 
while uh you know i'm still doing this shit man so yeah then it, and it just makes it better so like when you do go back full force and steve i remember when we were doing shows we do back-to-back shows you were with us all weekend taking yeah. days off from work and you did you know all of us were doing that the yeah. fighters i always used to say that like you know take some time after your fight or after an event to kind of reground you know get reconnected with your job your significant other who, friends family whoever I know that coming out of this, when we're ready to go back full force, I'm going to be back full force, yeah. but I'm going to be a little smarter, a little bit more balanced. So hopefully maybe you, you'll learn the same thing because you'll see you're enjoying some of that family yeah. time with your daughter, your girlfriend. So now you're going to get excited when this shows again, but remember that feeling that you have today of spending that extra time with them so you that you know you can balance that excitement when shows come back. Awesome, my man. Well, pleasure, Mike. <laughs> uh, dude, I love talking to you. But I'm going to let you go, bro, because uh, I need to get to bed because I got to work in the morning. But uh, Mike Polvere, uh Cage yeah. Titans owner, matchmaker, and uh, all-around great guy. Mike, you have a great night, man, and thank you so much for calling and uh, giving me insight on uh, everything that's been going on yeah. with you. We're not going anywhere. Thank you, Steve. We'll talk to you soon. All right, bro. Have a good night. You too. Later. Awesome. Fucking Mike Polvere, man. Who's better than that fucking guy? Um, who's better than him? I miss his podcast. I miss Table Titans. Uh, I miss all that. I miss the shows. I miss it all. It's uh, it's a tough pill to swallow. It's um, you know, it's a tough pill to swallow because it's all I was doing. All I uh, you know, fighting is the only uh thing I do on the side other than work and uh, spend time with my daughter and my son. Uh, my girlfriend, uh, fighting is it. Covering fighting is it. This podcast, uh, hanging out with NewEnglandMMA.org, doing shit for that and uh, everything else. That is my life. There is nothing else. I did used to have drums, but now it's MMA, combat sports. So with that said, last thing, I want to throw my logo up here one more time. Um, I am going to be making some shirts, uh, some hoodies, probably just a few hoodies, uh, definitely one for me and for the guys in uh, uh, my my fellow business partners there. Uh, but I will be making some shirts. I will be making some stickers. So if you would like a shirt or something, let me know, man. No one buys anything, any of our shirts or something. Not that I'm complaining, but it would be nice if uh, we had uh, people wearing this stuff around because, uh, you know, that's a great looking fucking logo, I have to say. Um, you know, all I'm asking you is to buy one shirt. You know what I mean? Buy it, buy it, give it away. You know what I mean? I've given so much shit away that everyone probably already has one of my shirts, but we're coming back out with new ones uh, down the line. So uh, purchase a shirt and uh, support the cause. So with that said, uh, The Room Podcast, great show tonight. Uh, Mike was on in the beginning when he told me about my OBS. He just said it's an internet connection, not my fault. All my shit is working well. It's just the internet connection. So this will be released on YouTube. It won't have any skips. It'll look great. I'll be handsome. Michael will be handsome. A big shout out to Blaine Shut for coming on, being my first guest tonight. The shutdown. A lot of great things. Talking to him about wrestling and uh, hopefully getting back in the cage. So with that said, don't forget. Don't forget. Where are you, Anthony? Anthony Vastas Vasta. Anthony Vasta, I said Vastas, forgive me, Anthony. Anthony Vasta will be fighting this Friday night in Tampa, Florida at Vigilant MMA Super Brawl Combat Quest 11. It will be on Fight TV, people, so it will be streamed live. 
If you have the Fight TV app, I think it's real cheap. I'm probably going to check it out. Um, if not, send it to me on Messenger. You know what I mean there. So with that said, love you all, people. The Room Podcast. See you next Wednesday.